Overtime with Joe Parker provides a comprehensive look into high school sports in North Atlanta. Tune in each week for prep sports headlines and in-depth discussions with local players and coaches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Overtime with Joe Parker. Today, we're going to be discussing cross-country, and we have on the show today Milton coach Andy Carr. Uh, coach, thanks so much uh, for being on. I sure. imagine uh, you've had a, a few weeks to kind of maybe decompress uh, from the uh, 2018 season. Yep. Uh, you know, from my perspective, another successful season for Milton Correct. Cross Country. Uh, yep. How would you kind of uh, rate this season? What stood out for you? Well, the, it was tough to try to match the 2017 season when we had one of the top teams actually in the nation. So we had to kind of get ourselves a little bit more grounded and look at what we wanted to accomplish more or less on the state level. And it was a very successful season for us. And uh, I think what what was great was we, you know, our, our main goal was to get both teams on the podium at the state meet, which is the top four in our classification. We did achieve that with the girls team, but the guys team just fell just short, but not too bad considering we graduated our top five runners from last year, who, which four of them are running competitively at the university of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with that heading into uh, this year, obviously you knew, knew you were losing yes. a, a lot of talent, uh, but uh, did the, the end result kind of surprise you or did you see, that that next uh, those next runners up still had that ability to achieve. Well, we we knew the girls team was going to continue to be strong, even though we did lose four of our top five there too. And with the influx of Nye Hernandez, who transferred in from Creekview High School, her family moved into our district, which was great. So it bolstered us getting a back a number a strong number one runner. And so the girls we expected to be top three and that or top four, and they did accomplish that. The, on the boys' side, we knew we were dipping low to get uh, our top, you know, fifth, fifth or sixth, seventh, and eighth and ninth runners to be our top guys, and they did that. Uh, but kind of some inconsistencies there. Our our top two or three guys ran really well all season. It was a gap to our number four runner, number four or five, six was pretty big. So when we went got to the big meets, we struggled. But in the smaller meets, we definitely did really well. So, mm-hmm. um, it, and so I would say for the guys' team. They did. They they fell just a tad short, but I mean, overall, we won a couple meets this year, which were which was great. And uh, I mean, we finished on a fairly high note, qualified for state. I mean, we missed the podium by seven points. I mean, you can't finishing sixth too. So we're the top four get on the podium. So uh, I would say all in all, um, a little down, but you know, it's it's a good it's a good progress of where the program's been going since I took over in tw- in two thousand four. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and uh, still, I would say a, a good finish when you look at uh, the the talent and across uh, Class Seven A. Yes, Seven A is obviously. I wouldn't say it's. I mean, it's definitely the deepest classification in the state, just because the schools are bigger and the programs are bigger. Um, obviously, some of the smaller classifications do have one or two really good teams, and we got a chance to run against a few of those. But Seven A is definitely the deepest, and. You know, year after year, the same teams like South Forsyth and like Marietta and Lambert and and West Forsyth are always the teams that tend to be the ones to beat. And uh, what's great for us is we're in probably the toughest region in the state in in terms of top teams at the state meet. So uh, this year, I guess, on the boys' side, all of our six teams that qualify from our area, all of them finished in the top ten in the state meet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, it, it might it's probably obvious to anyone who uh, who knows uh, my figure, so to yes. speak, that I'm not really uh, experienced <laughs> in cross-country running. 
Um, so from my perspective, uh, you know, I want to get your take on kind of how do you coach a, a, a runner? You know, how what's the day in day day in and day out of uh, actually doing some coaching someone that maybe from the outside gotcha. perspective is you know, it's maybe all about speed from an outsider's perspective. Well, in our, in our program, we're the largest uh, sports program at the at Milton high school. And we pride ourselves in being able to take everybody in who wants to run and wants to be part of our team and success breeds popularity. And so kids want to be on a team that's successful and it's fun and they enjoy it. So that's been kind of our biggest issue actually is our team has gotten so big that this year we've actually had, we had to cut people. So, and we didn't want to do that, but we just physically couldn't either handle the workouts or had the space available to make it safe for the kids to run. So with that being said, we definitely have runners of all abilities from your state champions to your people who are just starting to do the sport for the first time. And, and it's great in a sense that we try to make a point of having all the runners do the same workouts at the same time and most of them together. And, you know, a lot of coaches say, you know, well, you're, you're sacrificing spending time with your top kids. I go, well, no, not really, because you're actually in, in terms of development, you're developing runners because you're actually getting to practice with the faster people and seeing what they have to do and how far behind they may be in terms of trying to develop themselves as a good runner. So on a day in and day out basis, um, all the, all the kids do the same runs and same workouts. Some may be a little shorter, maybe they'll do a lot, maybe a fewer repeats, but they actually do the same thing every day. So they get an idea, a sense of where they rank on the team and, and they get a sense of what it takes to be a good runner. Also the good runners get a sense of, you know, what it's like to come from being a person who's never run before or is coming from another sport who running is their punishment, sort of say, right? <laughs> so they actually want to find out, you know, how is that transition working and how do you make a baseball player, which was our number four runner last year, a full-time baseball player, to our number four runner now is running at the University of Georgia. So and that and seeing that transition happen too is exciting for even for the top people. So they're they're getting an athlete and, and they're getting an athlete that actually thought running was horrible, and now they actually like it. So, uh, so, so I would say day in and day out, it's it. We're all together. You know, it doesn't matter the ability level or experience level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And you know, you touched on something I've seen uh, the team out out there. You know, <laughs> driving through, and it yep. is it's it's never ending. It seems <laughs> almost very like. true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yep. you know, with that, I've also. Uh, you know, I have heard that Milton's actual uh, course at, at the school is pretty challenging. Yes. yes. Uh, does that kind of provide a, a boon for your runners to? Yes. Many, many teams have to leave campus or leave their school area to practice where we're very lucky where we don't have to do that. Um, you know, we built a course while the new Milton High School was being built in 2004 and 2005. And we're appreciative of the administration for letting us be the ones who actually take care of it. We funded ourselves. We don't get no, any school funding to do the, to do the maintenance of the course. Um, with that being said, you know, you put a course on basically rolling Hills, you know, f- through some trees and stuff and you get a very difficult course, but, um, we pride ourselves in it being the most difficult. And we've had, uh, the national, uh, online media of, of like mile split and flow track has said, yes, you guys probably have one of the hardest courses in the United States based on the ability level of the runners you have and what times they've run there in competitive meets. So, uh, but what's also great about the course is it gets you prepared for every different meet we go to 
somewhere else. So let's say the course is really has a lot of crust stone. Well, we have crust stone paths on our course where we can do workouts specifically for that course. Let's say the course has a lot of grass in it. Well, we can go over to Northwestern Middle School and we can train over there on their grass fields uh, and use that area. And a lot of thanks there goes to Tim Godby for getting a lot of the turf redone for their lacrosse teams because now we have a really nice place to run on the grass. So, and, uh, and if it's trails we need and single track, we have that too, through the woods that are right next to the school cafeteria. So, and we have hills, we've got flat, you name it. So yes, it's, it's, been, it's definitely beneficial. But a lot of people also ask, oh, you know, don't you get bored of running there all the time? I go, well, of course we do. Distance runners do like to run a lot, uh, but they also like to have some variety, right? So on Mondays and Wednesdays, we do let the kids go off campus to do their longer runs. Because it, it just kind of breaks the monotony and they can actually get in a good rhythm and run for a long time at the same pace. Whereas if you run on our course, you're constantly going up, down, you know, through trees, whatever. So, you know, you touched on the uh, the runners that you have at, mm-hmm. at the collegiate level uh, yes. um, with, uh, say, Sam Bowers, mm-hmm. for instance. You yep. have a, a state champion yep. in there. Uh, you know, are you still keeping up with uh, everybody? Yes. Uh, yes. That's this fall. I made a point of that I wanted to take some time to go see some of the alums run at collegiate meets. And so I kind of went off a little bit on the deep end on that. <laughs> so um, earlier in the fall, I went to, um, I went up to uh, Western Carolina to see Furman cross country team run and uh, Riley Burr who graduated in 2016. She was state champion in the 16 and the eight her senior year. She's their number four runner for a team that qualified for nationals this year. So I got to see her run her conference meet. And then I actually went to the national championship meet two weeks ago in uh, Madison, Wisconsin to see Furman run. And on top of that, staying on the girls' side first, uh, Amy Ruiz, who graduated from Milton in 2015, she's the number one or number two runner at Georgia Tech right now. So her their cross-country team had a great year. I saw them make the national meet at the regional meet in uh, at Florida State and got to see her run at the national championship meet too, which was great. Um, also at the regional meet, I got to see Sam Bowers run. And unfortunately, not a spectacular race there, but he's running well. He's either their number one or number two guy on their cross-country team now. So uh, along with Nicholas Yannick, who is they had to redshirt him. He had a little knee issue this year. But I've definitely stayed in touch with all my alums, especially the last four years that are running in college. I've got uh, a couple guys uh, running Division three level two. I've got a guy at Barry who runs, Andy Butso, and I've got a guy at Piedmont College, Joey Brovant. So past captains who have – taken running up, even though they know they can't run a division one level, they're running at the next level. And that's kind of in my heart. That's my goal is to get as many people to the next level to enjoy running for whatever reason they want to enjoy running. Yes. I love the competitive atmosphere, but I also want them to be runners for life because the sport's been very good to me. I've been a runner since I was 11 and still continue to run. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you actually touched on my next question was, was, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what, got you into running and uh then as we progress what got you into coaching okay so it goes back a long time ago when i was in elementary school i wasn't really good at any sports but then found out i was actually kind of decent runner uh we used to have a little olympics in my uh neighborhood and the only event i ever could win was the quote-unquote marathon and the marathon (laughs) was a run around the block but i couldn't run i couldn't jump very far i couldn't sprint but that was the only one i ran i could i could win so i said you know maybe i need to try out this long distance running thing. So middle school, I tried, I, I joined the cross country team, middle school, really liked it. And then got to high school and obviously really enjoyed it. I wasn't one of our top runners on our team, but I was so into the sport and in the history of it. And, uh, 
some of it came from watching the 1972 Olympics when Frank Shorter won the gold medal for the United States. And I go, that's it. This is cool. It's, you know, countries and flags and, and geography. I was into that too. So it kind of mm-hmm. all went together. So after high school, I wasn't offered any scholarships or anything, but I went small school. So I went to Roanoke College in Roanoke, Virginia, which was Division Three school. And what was great about that is I got to run on a team. I was pretty strong on the team, anywhere from the fifth guy to the seventh guy. And I got to run in two NCAA championships in Division Three when I was in college. And I got to travel the whole East Coast, which was great. So what a college experience to be able to do that, even though I wasn't a, a really top runner like the guys that are, you know, some of the people I've coached now. Um, so then, I, then after that, I continued to road race after that. Of course, I wanted to run Boston Marathon. That was a big goal. I qualified. It took me three marathons to make it. And then qualified and ran in the 100th Boston Marathon in 1996, which was great. So then I road raced for a few more years. And then, you know, eventually got to the point where um, I wanted to kind of give back to the sport. And, and it's given me a lot of good, you know, I've been a healthy life. I've been very lucky, very privileged to go do a lot of things and experience a lot of things. Um, um, I also went to the University of Oregon for graduate school with a girl who at the time was training for the Olympic trials. So I got to experience that kind of high level professional running on a side note. And I, I mean, you talk about being just enjoying a lifestyle. Oh man, that was it. That was, that was the part. So, um, once I eventually got to Atlanta, um, I volunteered a lot with the Atlanta track club who I currently work for. And they eventually, uh, offered me a job in 1999 as, and of course I took it and I've been there ever since. And so part of that give back is it's in my field. This is what I do for a living. And I, I've always wanted to coach and I've gotten to coach a couple runners at a professional level, you know, individual girl, lady runners, but I've never got a chance to work high school. And that's kind of been my thing. My, my high school coach really motivated me in the classroom and on the, on the course. And he kind of instilled in me this love for the sport, you know, and that, that it's a sport, not just for yourself. It's for a lot of other people, but you can hand that down and it's just a lifestyle, you know, and, and I've, you know, all my friends are that, like, you know, that's what I do. You know, I have, I have three jobs and they're all running related. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like I said, I've been, so I've been at Milton high school since 2004 and I was at the Atlanta track club when I got a, basically a random email from a concerned parent. They were concerned about coaching for their daughter. And I said, well, you know, I can't be involved unless the school lets me be involved. I have to take the community coaching classes and you know, all that. And I went through all that and I got brought on by a group of parents who are really passionate about their, obviously their kids, but they're also passionate about the program at the school. And it was right about when, when the old Milton was closing and the new Milton was opening. So it was kind of a nice transition that I got to help go develop parts of the course and build it. And it's just been my family. You know, I used to live down near Emory. I was by myself, you know, my girlfriend, Mary Williams, who I got to meet at a track meet volunteering. Uh, We moved in together up here and it's just been, it's been wonderful. I mean, I can't imagine I can't imagine doing anything else. I've been very happy. Sounds like, uh, yeah, very well, um, well-rounded, I guess, Thank so you. to speak, in the, uh, the in the running world. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, what kind of uh, drew you uh, to running? I mean, obviously, we talked about how you kind of got into it. Is it the competitiveness? Is it um, maybe I know for my mother, who is a runner, mm-hmm. it's kind of her. She calls it her therapeutic you know, a time, uh, what kind of uh, appeal to you from maybe those aspects? Well, first it was, I guess the competitiveness that I found that I was actually good at something. Right. And, uh, and I'm a kind of a stats geeky type of guy. And so I, I got into that because running is all about times and places and figuring out scores and, and, and records and stuff like that. So I think that kind of drew me to that too. Um, the competitiveness 
uh, first, right? And and for the love of the sport. And I think then going into coaching and being able to know I can give back in a sense where I can feel I have some, um, I don't know, just some give back to myself for the sport, but also to take my experiences and let the let the people I work with know what that feels like and how it makes life enjoyable. I mean, obviously there's the health factor involved there. I mean, it's definitely a great lifestyle to live because you tend to, you know, obviously you tend to lose weight and you tend to eat better and you tend to, you tend to, what I found out with high school kids, you tend to become a better time manager because if you're really invested in your running, you know that you have only this amount of time that you can be able to run. And you know that you have to sleep in order to be able to run at a high level. You got to eat at a high level. Well, that all takes time and planning. And then guess what? I only have this much time to do my homework. I got to go to school and, and then I've got to have somewhat of a social life. Right. So it, it's tough, you know, to being a top level distance runner, you have to make sacrifices because it does take a lot of time because you're not, it's not just you go out and run for an hour and you're done. There's all about the diet. There's all about the sleep and it's all about just your whole general attitude about, you know, hydration and all that kind of thing. So you have to watch what you do too. You can't just, you know, we tell kids right before a big football game on a Friday night, we're like, you can go, but one, don't stand up the whole time and two, leave at halftime. <laughs> so we want, but you know, we want them to be able to enjoy the high school experience, but you know, part of your experience is you want to compete well at a high level and represent the school well you've got to you have to make some sacrifices and it's hard for the distance kids i mean especially in cross country you know and and you know, they're like we have to leave now it's like yeah you gotta leave now you can't and you can't stand the whole time and be part of the you know the brave hearts that we've got you know some of the best fans ever so so that, um oh my god i almost forgot the original question so oh no, it's all good. <laughs> no worries um but yeah just just the just to be motivated to run first to be competitive, then for yourself, and then for others. I think it shows that you can have a full lifespan development in being involved with the sport and not just about something for yourself. You know, you can give back too. You know. This kind of a, uh, you know, out of left field question, so to speak, sure. but uh, in coaching so many uh, runners, are there any superstitions that they have and maybe some that stick out for you on race day? Oh, there are definitely quite many. Some have to braid their hair a certain way. Some have to put their numbers on a certain way. Some have to eat a specific food at a specific time, no matter if the race is at noon or if the race is at 8 a.m. Yes, they have things like that. Some people, and I was real, real superstitious like this, I always had a certain pair of socks I raced in, right? And they were pink, unfortunately. <laughs> but actually, and I kept them, and I've actually passed them on to some of the girls on the team for a special race. I'm like, you get to wear the pinks this week, and, you know? And and uh, so, yeah, there are definitely some superstitions, you know? And and I think also with cross-country, besides superstitions, there's traditions. And, and because our sport is sometimes so uh, uh, centered on yourself and how strong you run, the team atmosphere in cross-country is a little different than it is, like, for track. And so traditions and doing things as a group together definitely keeps the season highlighted in the sense that, you know, next week we get to do our relay. We always do every year. Or this week we get to do scavenger hunt. And, you know, there are some spe special things to get to be done uh, on a regular basis on a team. And that way teams over the years have that, that connection. So uh, an alum from 2007 can meet an alum from this year and they would have won, run the same BFH workout, which is our big fun hill, right? <laughs> uh, and they've done the, the they've done the scavenger hunt. They've done the costume contest for a relay, so they can all relate that they've all done the same things, even though they're 15, 20 years apart. Yeah, very cool, very yeah. cool. And big fun hill, big does, fun hill. 
<laughs> I'm guessing it's maybe not too much fun. <laughs> Actually, it's interesting you say that because some of the kids on a team would rather sometimes tackle that workout and we combine it with a big grass hill, which is actually right behind the school. So if you drive behind the gymnasium at Milton, there's a big, huge grass hill that was probably excavated dirt from the building of Milton High School. But it's been, got nice grass on it now, and we can do some great workouts there because the grass hill mimics the course at the state meet in Carrollton. Very has a big grass hill right at the end, and it goes up and down just kind of like ours. And Big Fun Hill is actually right behind it. So on one of our workout days, we run a continuous run of like 45 minutes where they've got to run BFH, and they got to do grass hill, and then they got to go around and do continuous loops of that. Um, but a lot of kids actually like that workout better. They like the variety and change in pace versus, you know, our coaching staff taking them over to Northwestern where they have to run five times a thousand meters over this grass loop. And they, they think that's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And a grass loop is flat. Yeah. <laughs> so they just think because I think the intensity is harder and they have to, and it's almost like you're battling. It's like a race type of atmosphere. They, they kind of feel that the, the hill of workout is, is better mentally because they may be having a good day or a bad day. They still know they got to run uphill. And even if you run up the hill slow or hard, you're still getting the hill workout. In, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, coach, where do you see, uh, you know, obviously we just, uh, we touched on this earlier. The 2018 season is concluded. Where do you kind of see the, uh, the future of Milton cross country here in the next few years? Well, I, I consider that the team and the program very strong, obviously quite popular because we're continuing to get 150 to 200 runners a year. So, you know, depth of development is definitely there. Um, obviously, in in all four year sports, great runners come and they go, and and it's and it's and people are hard to replace. You know, and and it's it's what you can develop from your junior varsity. And I think with a larger team, you have a strong junior varsity, which allows you to develop kids to be your next top level runners. Um, will we be a contender? Of course. I think I think we've we've got to that level where from like basically 2004 to 2010 we weren't there and now we've actually finally started to consistently be on the podium every year and we had our first state championship last year but i think both in the boys and the girls will be a top level team for years to come you know even if i'm here or not but um you know with the great coaching staff we have and the experience we have on the staff it it makes it know that we and we have such great um uh, support from the administration and from Fulton County schools that, um, you know, is another state championship coming? I'm sure, but I don't know, maybe 10 years, 20 or two. I don't know, but, um, I've got the people who want to do it and they want to work hard to get it. So, um, future's bright. I mean, and we're in, and also the thing is we're in a hotbed of cross country in the state. The best teams in the state are all between North Fulton in Forsyth County and in, and also Cobb County and, and Gwinnett. I mean, that's pretty much the, the hotbed of, of great cross country running is right here. So if we want to keep up with this, with the Joneses, we got to step up, you know, mm-hmm. we got to run with them. You know, we're not getting to state meet unless we beat the best people or run with the best people. So, excuse me. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm, I can't imagine us not being a strong contender for years to come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another kind of maybe off the wall question, sure. but I've seen you uh, tweet a few things say about the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans or, oh, yeah. or Petite Le Mans. <laughs> and maybe this is just an excuse because I typically don't get to talk with anybody about that. Cool. But yeah. as far as uh, racing uh, is concerned, does that kind of go along with con- cross country? Is a that little competition? Bit. A little or? bit. Um, I got into automobile racing when I was younger and my that was my dad and I's connection. And he, uh, 
you know, he, he didn't come see me run enough or in my opinion enough, he could have seen a lot more of me. He's like, okay, I know you're run, doing that running thing. It's fine. <laughs> but our thing we got to do together is we were kind of into in sports car racing and, and, and he, uh, over one July 4th, um, we were down at Daytona and, and that year they did a sports car race at night before they did the firecracker 400. So we went at midnight and watched the sports cars and I go, that's it. I'm hooked. You know, and one of my favorite movies is Le Mans with Steve McQueen. Right. And so one thing I started when I first moved to Atlanta is I've been going to the 24 hours of Daytona every year in January, because January is kind of a down month for cross and for track. It's a little gap. So Third weekend in January, I now have a reserve spot in the infield of Daytona, and I go down. I go down on a Thursday, and I don't leave till Sunday. And I've got a couple buddies, and and we should do a 5K on the track. They have a 5K road race on the track, but we do that. But uh, it's a fun time in the infield, and I'm big time into Porsches and cars, and and it's um, so I kind of get my fix for that too. So, but but yeah, I've been ultimately my goal is to go to Le Mans, and never you know I've never I've never been to France, even though I was in Europe for a few years when I was a kid. Um, it's usually around my birthday weekend. So hopefully maybe one day it'll work out, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I endurance car racing, kind of like long distance running. I've kind of been into that and I just love the sport and follow it. And, um, yeah, cars. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, coach, I think that's about all the questions well, I had. You. Like I said, uh, was there anything that you specifically wanted to talk about maybe that we didn't touch on? Well, no, I appreciate um, your coverage and Appamini's coverage of our sport. Um, it, it involves a lot of people up in this part of the, of the state, and, and it's great that you do cover it. And appreciate this time that you've given me to talk about the sport and talk about Milton High School and and go Eagles this weekend. State yeah. champs, baby. Yeah, we can do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this show. And uh, and uh, as always, uh, you can hear uh, more overtime with Joe Parker. Just be sure to subscribe. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to Overtime with Joe Parker. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. And follow all of Appa Media sports coverage at NorthFulton.com.